Thank you, Lord God. You are the Lord God of peace. You are the God of victory. And we thank you that the war has been won. Father God, we thank you in Jesus' name for this very beautiful day, for this opportunity to live on the planet. Lord God, there's many who are grieving and crying and terrified, traumatized and broken. And Lord God, it's our great privilege to work with you in the kingdom of God to bring them to safety and revelation and salvation. And so I pray that you'd give us ears to hear today. You said, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Because many have ears and don't understand. They hear, but they don't perceive. And so, Lord, I pray that you'd open our understanding today to the things that are on your heart, on your mind, that we wouldn't be so wrapped up in what we're doing, but in what you are doing and what your word is telling us, that we will not be caught off guard in these treacherous, perilous times. I thank you, Jesus, that you settle the whole issue of salvation, deliverance, healing, revelation when you died on the cross and rose from the dead. I thank you that you paid the price. I thank you that you were obedient to the Father, even to the point of death. I thank you, Lord God, for the faithfulness of the Lord, the Father, to bring you back and to complete the work he began through you and in us. And so I thank you, Lord, for giving us power over all the power of the enemy, power to live, power to to rejoice, power to declare the truth, power to know the truth, power to walk in the victory of that truth. I thank you, Lord. That's a lot of power because uh, obviously the devil is doing everything in his power to destroy, to, to quench, to deceive the, the, the works of God and the light of God. But the, the light, the, dark, the darkness cannot drive out or destroy the light. So thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are the light. Thank you for the divine protection that you've given all of us, the in, angelic watching uh, over us, Lord God, the, in, the ministers who have sent to to the heirs of righteousness to keep us safe. Thank you, Lord, for covering us by the promise of your word that no weapon formed against us will prosper, even no matter what it looks like, that we declare back to you all things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. So give us those eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to be encouraged and rejoice today. Wherever you are, may the blessings of God, the word of God, spark and encourage and stir you up to greater levels of, of courage and victory and faith in Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, <laughs> okay, so what wow, must... Wow, here we are. Yeah, the question is... What must I do to be saved? Yeah. What must I do to be saved? And uh, look at Romans chapter 13, verse 11, and do this. There's a, he's saying to do something here. Mm-hmm. Knowing the time, knowing the time, that now it, it is high time to awake out of sleep, for now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Therefore let us cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. And, and moving on to verses 13 and 14 of Romans 13, let us walk properly as in the day. That it was walk decently is what it means. As in the day. Not in revelry and drunkenness, not in licentiousness and lewdness, not in strife and envy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lusts. Well, that's the temptation, isn't it, as we get into this, in, this critical time, and we all know it 
in our spirit, but we get into that temptation of just throwing off caution and, and, and walking in the works of darkness and revelry escape, whatever. And that be- how did we get here? How did we get to this terrible, critical, awful, scary place in the world, in our own personal lives, in this nation? How did we get here? Well, you know, it, really what happened is while we were sleeping, while we were working, while we were raising our families, while we were planning weddings and, and paying off college, while we're eating and drinking and living our lives, the enemy was also at work behind the scenes, subtly pulling strings, crept into the halls of Congress to bribe the good souls to, to betray uh, with just a little evil, a few little bribes here and there, with harmless temptations for all of us, a little indulgence in the unfruitful works of darkness. And that goes for all of us. We just kind of let it all, you know, just go follow our flesh, follow the whim, the will, the, the, the majority, whatever it is. We just kind of walked away from God's word. We walked into idolatry is what we really did. God says, first commandment is thou shall have no other gods before me. And when we start putting other things, other gods, other pursuits, other in front of God, they become your love. They become, they, they command your affections. They command your time. They take your money. They lead you in a direction. It says, the Bible says, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Um, so we've been drifting away from what, really? From the fear of God and not recognizing uh, we've submitted to the world, the ways of the world, the God of this world, the philosophies of this world, and, and really have not discerned that there are two different kingdoms going on here and there's you either are in one or the other and you can't really, you know, play the middle, if you will. Um, but we've really let go of or maybe didn't even know or recognize or want or desire the will of God. In, instead, we've turned to the promises of the world, worldly security and happiness instead of holiness and pleasure, uh, instead of the true peace of God. So our values really over the course of, you know, decades, and, you know, at least this, in, since the 50s, at least since, since we came back from that World War II, things have been shifting and drifting downwards. Our values um, subtly overtaken. This is amazing and shocking because in the beginning it moved very slowly and no one quite noticed. It's no big deal. This demonic programming, and channels, TV programming, all these things that were put in our faces 24-7, got six, seven TVs in our home, got to listen to everything on the radio, in your eye, uh, your earbuds. Everything is just all programmed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we've been we've been lulled to sleep, actually, what it's talking about in Romans 13. I mean, we've been put to sleep. We've been seduced. We've been drugged, mm-hmm. basically, Literally. by just life. Mm-hmm. Just what has become life or our perceptions of life and what is pushed at us constantly as to how things should be, mm-hmm. right? You have to use this product. You have to um, go to this, this school. Mm-hmm. You have to achieve this thing. You have to wear these clothes. You have to listen to this music. You have to pay off this debt. You have, you know, all this sort of thing is just basically wearing us down, mm-hmm. distracting us. Creating anxiety. In, in themselves, I mean, um, you know, working, raising family, all that kind of stuff, that in itself is not bad. But what happens is that... And it's not easy either. It's not easy, 
but it can be it can be hell on earth too yeah right exactly it can be hell on earth but what's happened is that like you're saying marjorie we have just as a nation faded away uh, from faded away from truth even though we've got churches on every block churches Mm -hmm. are opening all the time churches are closing all the time churches are trying to rebrand themselves and we've got churches 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 Mm -hmm. but yet we're still more lost as a nation than than we've ever been yeah so you know our like you said our values are shifting into 50 shades of gray we've lost the power of grace and revelation uh, and salvation the the real purposes of why jesus came here was to bring the message of salvation um, that was paid for. We don't recognize anymore the price, the power of the blood, what had to be done, what had he had to die that we could live. We've, we've traded all that for a temporary pleasure. And then we live our lives w- in the wrong in direction with the wrong values, r- rejecting the good goodness of God. And then towards the end, and now we're kind of at that place where it's a shock because how did we get here? We're on the brink of a possible another world war, um, don't know if God is going to intervene, if this is it, but we know God is in control. But so um, we, we, those who have followed God, a few that have are considered radical or cultish or um, unreasonable, and this is irrational for educated men and women to follow such an archaic prehistoric concept as God, Jesus, Savior, dying on the cross. Who would think that that was even necessary in our technology in our world filled with uh, AI and robots and nanotechnology, whatever all is. Well, as it talks about in Romans chapter 1, because we knew God and we turn away uh-huh. from him, we, what, professing ourselves to be wise, we become fools. This is exactly and right. Daniel said in the last days, many shall run to and fro. Yep. What people are just running all over the place mm-hmm. and all over the world and knowledge shall increase. It doesn't say wisdom increases because you increase because you're full of technical knowledge mm-hmm. does not mean you're smart or wise. Right. You know, we have we have a lot of smart people supposedly that are not wise and actually they become fools because the Bible says the fool that is said in his heart there, there is, is no, no God. God and he mm-hmm. he is He's, he's lost. He's lost. Yeah, lost. So, and another thing that's happening too is, you know, we don't want to be all the, giving all the downing, the downer stuff. But here's the deal: really, the, the at the doorstep, the church is is it's at the doorstep of the church that we have to lay this because they were the ones that God uh, initiated or orchestrated, um, ad, uh, you know, commissioned actually to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so we have swapped out the true powerful gospel of cast out devils, preach the gospel, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, um, for the, these watered-down doctrines that mix mix law with grace. And we don't even recognize it as a mixture anymore because we've been eating it for so long that we don't even understand it's, it's, it's impotent, it's pointless, it's powerless. So yeah, here we are. What we have is a lot of, you know, there's traditions without truth. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. Uh, programs without power. There's um, uh, supposedly well, discipleship, supposedly discipleship with, without deliverance. Mm-hmm. And, and w- there's such a need right now for the, 
you really, as you're saying, Marjorie, we have to kind of lay this at the door of the church because we're to be the light of the world, mm-hmm. the salt of the earth. And Jesus said, if the salt has lost its flavor, mm-hmm. its distinctiveness, if the church has lost its distinctiveness as a mighty army force, people of God, mm-hmm. full of the Holy Spirit, bringing deliverance, hope, and healing to the world, mm-hmm. if if we've lost all that, and Jesus said, the salt then, becomes it, worthless. It's worthless. Mm-hmm. You just throw it out and people walk on it. And that's exactly what's happening. That the, They're making fun of mocking, laughing at the church. However, on the other side of that coin, there's always a second side. There are many people who are gathering together in churches more and more. There's seeking more intense worship. There's there's tent meetings. There's people bringing the message of the gospel. It's kind of building up on the other side. God is bringing forth a new wave of uh, um, sobriety, if you will. Yeah, it's kind of like almost grassroots where you have like a remnant of people that are just waking up. There's mm-hmm. a, there's some people like we read in Romans 13, it's time to awake. It's late. Knowing High the time times. to awake. High yeah. time to awake. And thank God for the people that are no longer woke. But awake. That, that are awake. Yes, glory to God. See, the, con- the, the counterfeits are so close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, in this awakening, this is this is where the hope is, because, mm-hmm. I mean, without the people of God really waking up and becoming the true Church of Jesus mm-hmm. in the power of the Holy Spirit, there isn't much hope for our nation. Because what what has to be the gospel? It's the power of God unto salvation, mm-hmm. and it's Jesus that's going to bring salvation and deliverance to people. It's not a political figure. It's not a religious figure. It's just people that who are, who are being uh, worked through Brought. by mm-hmm. the living God that are going to release this power mm-hmm. and deliverance and the true revelation of well, Jesus Christ. Well, what you're saying is it really is coming, the power, the release, the deliverance, the healing, the truth is going to come through you. You, yeah. the listener, you, you're the, you're one person. You cannot do everything for everybody. You can't make everybody vote this way or that. You can't make everybody wake up or repent. You can't do any of that, but you can do all that in your response to the Holy Spirit in you. And part of that is discerning what is the Holy Spirit and what is the enemy who impersonates the Holy Spirit or makes you push you in some religious direction that is only pushing you into more guilt and condemnation. So God wants to pull us out of that place of bondage. And the first thing we have to to do is go back to the first commandment, I believe, and that is repent of idolatry, um, crafting graven images, worshiping other things as God, putting other things in the place of your Savior. Um, I can, if I have lots of money, I can be saved. If I have this, I can, if I get a better job, da, da. we're just spinning and turning and, and being spun in every direction and losing the truth of our precious life that God is able to keep you even in this very wicked, turbulent, d- dangerous place, keep you in the palm of his hand, keep you safe, keep you alert, keep you vibrant, keep you uh, in connection with the the kingdom of heaven. Because the kingdom of heaven is moving. Their forces are moving in the earth. They're releasing angels. God is releasing his his mighty warriors in this place and that to defend and protect and and protect, uh, prepare this people, his people. But so we are part of that army. And the best way to get back in connection with God is to first of all repent which means you confess your sin of believing, trusting in, relying upon, 
looking to other gods, whether it's public opinion, whether it's believing self-hatred, self-condemnation, listening to the devil who's talking to your soul and your mind through your mouth all the time, probably. You need to just recognize that as something that you need to shut up and shut down and, and don't believe what you're saying. Don't believe what you hear yourself saying to yourself because most of that's not even God and it's definitely not you. It is the enemy impersonating you and imitating you to get you to believe those things and then give up. And so um, we got we got to lay down the witchcraft. It's not up to me. That's the whole bottom line of witchcraft, the lie. I've got to do it myself and look at where we've gotten with all of our self-help, self-improvement, got to do it myself, can't trust anybody else, got to take control, take charge, be in charge, it's up to you. All of that is the devil's mocking of us because he knows it's a lie. The truth is power comes in surrendering to Jesus and saying, like Jesus himself said, I can of my own self do nothing. I can of my own self, here it is, I can of my own self do nothing. As I hear, I judge and my judgment is righteous because I do not seek my own will, but the will of the Father who sent me. There it is, complete surrender of yourself, your your freedom, your freedom of choice to the will of the Father. That's where Jesus got his power when he surrendered it to the Lord. And so this is where we begin by repenting, confessing. You can do that today. You can do that right now. You don't have to have a, a, a permission to do that. You don't have to have it planned. You don't have to make an appointment to do that. Uh, you can just get on your knees and do that. Another thing, too, I think of the Apostle Paul. He was Saul of Tarsus, busy out, you know, persecuting, killing Christians, throwing Christians in jail and stuff like that. So he gets along the road. He's on his way to Damascus, Syria, to bring uh, bring more people into jail, probably kill mm-hmm. some more mm-hmm. people. He's got assignment from the He's got endorsements from the religious leaders to go ahead and do that. Then he meets Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, the glorified Jesus Christ, uh, after Christ's resurrection, after his ascension, he comes and appears to Apostle Paul, and 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 basically he gets knocked down, and uh, blinded for a while. He he got blinded temporarily so his eyes, spiritual eyes, could be open. But the question he asked, he said, "Who are you, Lord?" Then he said, "What would you have me do?" And this is the crux mm-hmm. of the issue right now: is that. When you're you're listening here today and saying, Lord, okay, Lord, what would you have me do? You know, you can, don't try to imitate somebody else's ministry. Don't try to just say, oh, I got it. If I can't be a pastor or a mission, mm-hmm. foreign missionary or a Sunday school teacher. I can't, it's not, what, yeah. what, you know, You know, sure, you can learn from other people and their devotion to Christ and stuff, but it's like, you getting down before the Lord, before his word, his written word, and seeking him and saying, okay, Lord, what would you have me do in my situation, in my family, in my workplace, in my apartment, in my house, in my neighborhood, where I am right now, Lord, what do you want me to do? And you listen, and he will, he will guide you. And it might be some of the most unusual kinds of things. It might be some of the most common things as preparing a meal for somebody or taking a walk and talking to somebody on your walk. It, it could be, you know, anything like that. It could be just, you know, going to the school, your school conference, whatever it is with your, with your you know, your kid's school conference. But 
that's the let key your thing. light. That's mm-hmm. the key thing. Is Lord, what do you, you want me to do? And let your light so shine before men mm-hmm. that they may see your good works and glorify the Father in heaven. Because if they see people walking around with joy, with peace, mm-hmm. with assurance that this is okay, we're going to be okay. God is is in control. If they, if you carry that message of hope and peace, people are going to be attracted to you because at this point, people are freaking out. If they're even conscious enough to be aware of how what danger we're in, when many of them aren't, they're so stupefied, drugged up, in slumbers, that they don't have any idea of where they're at enough to even be alarmed. It's, it's, it's like they're... They're still dancing in the ballroom in the Titanic and it was struck and it's going down and the gradual sinking of the ship, they're not even aware of it yet at this point yet. So here's, so we, the, the key is your intense personal conversations with God, the true God, through his word, through his spirit. What would you have me do, Lord? And then be just available. You don't have to do anything like Jerry said, big and great and, and, you know, awesome and stupendous and expensive and noteworthy. Just be who you are and serve God. And he will, if you're faithful in the little things, he'll big, give you bigger things to do. But for now, do the things that bring peace to your heart, to your mind, to your soul, because you're a walking in the spirit of God. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's the deal. And so if each of us are doing our part like that, Mm-hmm. That's where we make the difference. And speaking the message to the message of salvation, Jesus said in uh, John five twenty four, he said, most assuredly, you know, in other words, he's really emphasizing this, this truth, most assuredly, absolutely, I say to you that he who hears my word, you're hearing it right now, you can hear it, you've heard it many times, and believes in him who sent me, believes in him who sent me, that would be the Father, he has everlasting life and shall not come into judgment, but has passed from death to life. In other words, with with all the stuff that happened behind the scenes, the legalities of this whole war that's going on between God and Satan, for the souls of men, when Jesus said, when, when, the, when, the, when the Godhead, Father, Son, Holy Spirit decided that they were going to die in our place, Satan said, oh, no, 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 that's cheating. You can't do that. They're humans. Humans sinned, therefore humans have to die. And Jesus said, well, I'll take care of that. I'll become one of them. And so he came as a sinless human being, the only sinless one. He had to be sinless, otherwise Satan would have been able to enslave him, control him, and, and, the, and the sacrifice would not have counted. But, when, but, the, but the deal was Satan had to let Jesus die. For our sins, he couldn't stop him from dying for our sins. But the deal was, Satan says, "Okay, okay, I'll go along with it. You can die for all their sins, but, but, only those who accept that salvation, only those who agree to it, only those who receive it, only those who believe it can be saved." So this available free gift of eternal life, salvation, eternity with God in heaven. Purchased as a gift, it's a gift given to who so anybody. All, all you have to do. See, we're beings, but we have to do something here. We have to accept the the, the free gift of salvation. Yeah, in John chapter one and verse twelve. But as many as received him, mm-hmm. to them he gave the right to become the children of God, even to those who believe on his name. So there's where it is: is that we as many as received him. 
What what does it mean to receive him? It means to welcome him and to recognize who he is. That he is our savior. Yeah. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And nobody can come to the Father. Nobody can get connected with the living God except through Jesus Christ. And another thing to to do with that salvation is to know what it what it is. You begin to read the gospels, begin to read what God said, what Jesus said, he said, um, uh, he says Jesus says in verse twenty five of John five most assuredly, I say to you, the hour is coming and now is when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear shall live. Now that could be dead because they're they're dormant. They don't know that there's salvation. They don't know that there's a war going on. They don't know there's heaven and hell, eternal life. So they wake up, they hear, and they uh, they respond by, as you said, accepting Jesus Christ, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, Romans ten thirteen. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, If you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ died on the cross, rose from the dead, and you and you and you believe it in your heart and you confess it with your mouth, you shall be saved. So there, there's a there's a you can't just know about it. Oh yeah, I heard that Jesus died on the cross. Oh yeah. No, it's I I I believe it. I heard it and I receive it. I take it on as my passport to heaven. I receive this this eternal um, gift of salvation through the the gracious generous kindnesses of the Father Son and Holy Spirit. But uh, the, one of the problems is today we become super super anxious. We become distracted. Little things, little little things that are meaningless and trivial. And in five years from now, and even in ten years, four minutes from now, probably they won't even matter. But we get all pulled together with imperfection and performance and OCD. And it's all coming out of anxiety. And anxiety comes out of a lack of peace and assurance that you're okay. And the only way we can be okay in this world these days is to know the love of God, the grace of God, the joy of God. And the real way you stay fortified in that is the way you keep your body alive. You eat. You eat good, healthy food for your body. You need to eat good, healthy food for your soul. And that is not junk reading and trivial and even many sure daily devotionals. It's getting into the actual word of God. Start with the gospels and begin to read what what you have, what God has in, in store for you, what he has planned for those who love him. He says, eye is not seen nor ear heard, neither is entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those who love him. And so this is critical. What must I do to be saved? Uh, you, first of all, most of all, you have to accept Jesus Christ as your salvation. You cannot add to that salvation by being good. Actually, when you try to do good works to add to the cross as a way of getting into heaven, kind of extra insurance, it's an insult to the cross. What happens is after we're saved, we are released into the true nature of who we are, and we want to do good things. We want to help people. It's part of who we are to bless people. And so now you're abiding in Christ. You're you know the 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 branch is fulfilling the destiny of the of the vine the vine is to bring forth fruit you're part of that so god has allowed us to be the branch to help him bring forth the fruits of righteousness peace and joy hope and healing salvation and deliverance to this earth we are god's messengers to bring forth that message ephesians chapter 2 verses 8 through 10 for by grace you have been saved through faith and that not of yourselves it is the gift of god not of works, lest anyone should boast, for we are his workmanship, mm-hmm. created, created in, in Christ, Christ Jesus, Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So we're not saved by works, but when we're saved, 
as his workmanship, as his project, right? As his precious uh, son or daughter. Precious son and daughter. Yeah. Yeah, he wants us so we're, bad. We're, he wants we're us created back. Created in Christ Jesus for good works. So it's not just a matter of okay, I'm saved and then nothing else happens. Mm-hmm. So we, we But we some, can do all things for him to him, unto even things like going to college, getting married, going to work. Every moment, every is unto the Lord. Unto the Lord. Yeah. Unto the Lord. And we're we're not we're, we do good works because we're saved, not in order to be saved. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, Father God, we pray that you'd stir up our pure minds by way of remembrance, that you'd restore revelation, the revelation of Jesus Christ, of hope, of the true things that really matter in these very critical days as we're, we're just, I can't even give you the word, we're just screaming towards judgment. We're racing down the road towards this judgment that is there and Lord God, prepare your people, protect your people, uh, extract your people, whatever you need to do to protect us, Lord. First of all, use us mightily to do mighty works in, in your name, to present the gospel of salvation clearly, or that, we will under, that we will understand it and that we'll be bold to share it. And if you're scared to share the gospel, then go back to your prayer closet and pray and pray until you aren't scared anymore. And then come out of your prayer closet and declare the works of God. Read the Bible. You need absolutely to read it every day. Old Testament, New Testament, Psalms, Proverbs. It's all important. The epistles, the gospels. Read it every day until you have a morsel that you can meditate on for the day, that you can you can connect with God. The Father, Son, Holy Spirit, the, the Spirit, God's Spirit bearing witness with our spirit. So Father God, quicken us. Lord God, we're the only force that you have in this world. The power of you said the Holy Spirit restrains and he restrains through us. And when he is taken out of the way and we are taken out of the way, then the Antichrist will be revealed. So Lord, in the meantime, we are the restraining force through the Holy Spirit to bring forth hope for people. If you care about people, if you care about their eternal souls and where they're going to spend eternity, say something in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We want to invite you to go back to liferecovery.com. Check out what we have for for sale there, and, and many things to just read articles. There's a video there uh, called The Diagram. You'd be, it's, it's 25 minutes, explain everything from how generational curses work, how the devil works through the lies, and even how you know it comes to the point of multiple personalities in people. It's a very interesting, informative, simple, understandable uh, opportunity for you to pick up on that website. And then check out some of the other things we have um, one of the things, it's my fault. We're taking a lot of shame and guilt on or, um, you know, if I'm if I'm saved, then why? Why am I still sinning? That's a big issue for people. If I'm saved, why am I still sinning? A couple of uh, MP3s there you can check out. So God is good. God is with us. Do not dismay. You have been bought and paid for and God has placed you in this world right now where you're at for such a time as this. Amen. I have an emergency. What is your location? Rescue Radio. Because there's a war for your soul.